Unicycle News and Stuff, episode 12. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, welcome back, Unicycle News and Stuff. It's been a really long time. Unicycle News and Stuff, I guess, is not dead. Here we have the proof. I'm talking to you. And yeah, there's been a bunch of unicycle podcasts lately, and I was thinking, mm, I kind of want to talk about unicycle stuff. And it's the lockdown where I am. It's still the pandemic around the world. And today, I want to talk about some unicycle memories, and I have a very special guest. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome to the stage, uh, Eli Brill. Uh, what's up, man? Yeah. All right, so I'm sure most people already know who Eli Brill is, but Eli is an American writer from Pennsylvania, uh, one of the best technical writers in the entire world for urban unicycling. Uh, he's known for his crazy tricks, uh, amazing videos as well. Dang. He's the one first one to lend a 1260 unispin, uh, 1080 flip, and so on and so forth. I'm not going to talk about all his NBDs because we'll <laughs> talk about that for 40 minutes. So what's up, bro? How are you? Very generous intro, Emil. Dude, I'm chilling, you know? It's uh, it's all good here. Uh, you know, just working. And uh, I've actually been riding a lot more recently because of skirt. But I'm sure we'll get to that in a little bit. Skirt, skirt. So, yeah, all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect, man. Well, I guess we'll just get right into it. Um, I had made that video called uh, Memories or Memories of the Unicycle Spirit, something like that. Um, and it was just people talking about their favorite memories in the unicycling world and i got good feedback for this and i like to watch this once in a while because it's just you know people reminiscing about something that make them feel good and then it makes you feel good because they're projecting that feel good feeling right and i just want to yeah, do another dude, good vibes yeah another round of memories so yeah do you have any special memory you want to share with us eli that happened to you in the unicycling world yeah, I'm, I mean, I have many. I have many, many unicycle memories. I actually just made a little video of some of the funnier ones the other day. That was mostly a joke, but uh, <laughs> I, I've been thinking about my unicycle memories a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, did everybody get this? I don't know. It was a joke. It seems from the comments like a lot of people uh, just took that like at face value. And I, <laughs> I felt kind of dumb after actually when I. Uh, when I was looking back on it, it was meant to be kind of a joke. So I guess that one, that was like an inside joke with myself. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's so serious. It's like, it's so deadpan, right? <laughs> and like, I wasn't sure if you were joking and then you put like horrible memories at like, as like a B memory. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Something's, something's iffy here. Yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you should put out some more of that content, bro. People enjoy it. Yeah. So I'll do, I'll do a real memory. Dude, I have lots of those, I, lots of ideas for stuff like that. I've been waiting though, just for, uh, you know, for there to be like a market for unicycle content that isn't just uh, like a highlight video, you know? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's yeah. off topic. Let's talk about this memory, dude. This is uh, the the first one that came to mind. It's actually kind of an interesting one. It's not one that I think about a lot, but uh, it's from Unicon in Spain. Uh and it was like the second to last day of the uh, of Unicon, and it was me and Kevin Karchner and Chris Kovach trying to do twelve sixties, uh, and it was just this like real, 
gritty session in this like outdoor covered space between the the gym and like the hold cafeteria. Up, hold up. Are you talking about Unicon twenty sixteen in Spain where Kevin Karchner and Chris Kovach were there? Because I must have missed out. Did I say Spain? <laughs> no, that's twenty twelve, bro. Wait, did I? That's in Italy. Did I say twenty sixteen? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was Italy. Oh, I'm ashamed. <laughs> Dude, it was 2012. I meant to say 2012 in in uh, Italy. Dang. Yeah, it was it. All yeah, the yeah, other yeah. stuff was what I said though. <laughs> that was the only part I messed up. The, <laughs> the year and the country. I was like, wait, Kevin was there. Wait, Chris yeah, so. was there. I was like, hell no, they were both not. Four there. years before. No, this was this was after both of those yeah. guys. Anyway, we're uh, in 2012. Retired. It's uh, Brixen, Bresanone <laughs> in Italy, <laughs> yeah, Unicon. And you're trying Unispins with Chris and Kevin. Yeah, and the way the venue was set up, it was like there was the gym on one half. And then on the other half was it was like with the hockey rink and stuff. And underneath there, there was like an area where you could ride. It was a pretty small space. But there were just people crammed in there because it was raining and because we were trying 12 spins. Which had never been landed at that time. Right. Yeah, and they were both getting super close. Like, both feet on, you know, every couple tries, one of them would fully stick it and just be in, like, a squat too deep where they couldn't really hop. And it, the energy was uh, crazy, you know? And I wasn't close at all. I was just... I just wanted to get in on the action you know <laughs> so like uh please i want to include me in the group yeah that's that was me for sure and i did, i wanted people to like think that maybe i had a chance of landing the 1260 so i wasn't even committing or anything but just the the memory of that uh energy is super sick i think and as they say the rest is history eli brill was the first one to lend it <laughs> somehow yeah then the, the next day i did it but the day the the memory in particular that i'm talking about i was really not that close yeah which is kind of funny it's crazy like i feel like most people well anyone that's been to a unicycle event knows like you know when there's a circle and people are trying tricks the hype and there's yes. always like yes, there's many dude. different kind of circles right there's sometimes it's going to be okay like there's a big circle is 15 people uh someone's trying to land their first crank flip and then afterwards someone's doing like yes. a fifth secret side flip or something but it doesn't matter right because there's enough patience and when people want to ride a bit more and they're not so patient it always breaks down into smaller group or there's like sometimes there's the elite group yes. where you feel like mm, maybe um i should not try my little trick here because everyone's <laughs> trying to land an nbd right now <laughs> yeah and it was it was like started out as a full flat circle and then slowly as it went on people were like just dropping out as it became more apparent that this would be like the session where somebody did a 12 spin. They would just be like, all right, I'm taking a seat. I'm not trying anything like that until it was just the three of us left trying it. And it really felt like it was going to happen. And which was like super exciting, obviously. Uh, and just so much fun. I'm just thinking of like, yeah, I'm just thinking of, uh, like the way flat circles work in general. You know, it's a funny thing. They're like, Sometimes it's super chill and sometimes it it just ramps up until it gets really intense. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, on a similar vibe, I remember at um, EUC Winter 2014, um, secret side spins were only existed for two years at that point. 
it's the beginning of 2014, so it's only a year and a half, really. And 720 has not been landed yet. And Adrien Delacroix and Chris Kovac are trying to land seven secret side and i'm just there filming like they're both putting their both of their feet on it and same thing again like everybody thinks they're gonna yeah. land it right they're putting both feet and they're going back to back to back nope nobody landed it pump 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 nothing happened <laughs> i know it's still it's still exciting though yeah 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 moment, it's like you know you live for the hype right for sure dude yeah and um i'm trying to think of other flat circles like that maybe they have a more satisfying ending one of the ones i remember is uh do you remember when cyril did 900 backside this was actually in spain oh do you remember this was in spain yeah that was like oh dude such a crazy trick yeah no and i mean that was like this the flat circle uh, it, it stopped being a flat circle and it started being everybody just watching because he was getting so close yeah you know it was one of those things where he just needed to do like like rapid fire attempts until he landed it. Yeah, and, that and, was and sick. with everybody watching, it's a lot of pressure, but it's also a lot of motivation, right? It's like everybody wants yeah, you to oh, succeed, for sure. and everybody's like fucking yeah, yo! Like when you when you're super close, like people are are cheering on, so like you really want this to happen. So I feel like yeah, I feel like so many tricks have been first time landed in like circles like this because you get Dude, other people's motivation. Other prime example of that. Uh, Jack Seven first seat whip NAUCC oh, yeah. 2013 like that might be the quintessential example of that just this dude who's been grinding a trick for at that point I don't know like a year or two uh, <laughs> just finally lands it in front of that massive group of people that all were just there watching so oh, yeah. sick I remember very specifically I was filming <laughs> and I had the hardest time to keep the camera like yeah. stable and not just shake it and be like, yeah. you know, I was just like trying to like stay calm and just keep it inside and, and being able to scream afterwards because, you know, you don't want to ruin it for everybody. Was it like the second whip or like third whip? It was one of the first. It was definitely yeah, not it was, the yeah, first. Yeah, it was like, but... no, like Adrian had done it by that point, but it was, I think the third, he was like the third person to ever do it. Uh, was that wait? Was that your camera angle, like at the end of Spencer's video? Where yeah, it, I I don't think it was my camera, but it was we all. F- that was you filmed that filmed that clip. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah, and then people put Jack up in the air, and then I filmed from above because I'm really tall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a fun NEUCC. <laughs> yeah, because was... we all filmed like on different cameras, and we Spencer Hogberg bought a external drive. We all put the clips on the one external hard drive, and Spencer made the edit from all of our clips oh that's dope yeah that video is sick too yeah i love the vibes from those from that one here that was a really good on ucc for sure but we were talking about flat circles um it's funny because i feel like in north america writers play a lot of uh back it up Mm, yeah and then in europe people never play back it up and it's always out the game right yeah and that was funny to me because i used to only go to north american uh, conventions and competitions and then I was like first time I went to UC I was like he doesn't want to play back it up and then people were just trying to do out the game I was like no back it up <laughs> like everybody can play and it's fun because it doesn't matter if you're good or not everybody's going to be able to do a trick and then it was like it, I feel like it never really caught on and it's still to this day is like North America's like back it up that does... or out if you want and Europe is just no no it's just out the game what dude are you that definitely about, sounds bro? like uh 
sounds like an American convention thing. Like, just like trying to get everybody in on the action. Uh, that's funny. I didn't notice I, that. I like I back it up. I like back it up too, man. But yeah, yeah, back it up's cool because you can kind of just jump in whenever. But out the game, back it up just goes on forever. You can't win back yeah. it up. You know, I, yeah, that's. It's That's funny, you're saying that. I remember at NAUCC, we're playing Back It Up. And then I just go for like an outspin to foot jump <laughs> to like leg wrap. And I somehow magically am on the perfect, <laughs> perfect balance. And I pull out outspin, foot jump, triple yeah. leg around. <laughs> and land this thing in the Back It Up circle. Everyone's like, what the hell are yeah, you doing, dude, bro? <laughs> and I think like people tried for a couple of times, but it was like... Yeah, let's just skip this set and go to something else so we can move on and keep playing. Yeah, that's if you do that, if you do that during a game of back it up, that's like you ruined the game. You know? <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, definitely. Nobody's stoked. I felt for you. bad, but at the same time I was really happy, right? Cuz and someone filmed it as well. Yeah, I, I, re- I think it was Dan Colvin's brother that filmed it. Yeah, I remember like that, that happening. That was Yeah, that was a cool. Fl- that was like at the beginning of NACC 2013, wasn't it? There was a flat circle in yes. a gym. Yeah. It was before they Is that the first year is that the first year Dan Colvin showed yes, up? Yes, that was where we all saw Dan Colvin. The uni hopper. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, legendary uni <laughs> moment. Back in the days, Dan Colvin was known only as the uni hopper and he ran a blog and we had no information about him. He didn't really use the forums. Um we were he was like this mysterious guy. Yeah. Who was like a beginner writer and then next minute he was insane. And we were like, what the hell? What the hell? We don't know what this guy looks like. There's no photos of him online. We saw his name on the registration list. And I remember Eli and I were so excited. We're like, oh my God, we're going to yes. see who Dan Colvin yeah. is. We're going to meet Dan Colvin. We're going to meet the uni hopper. And we finally did. Dude, <laughs> he didn't disappoint either. Like in his videos, he just looked like a trick machine. Like this kid that would just go out and be like, oh, I'm doing this today. I'm doing this today. I'm doing this today. And his videos just had all these crazy tricks that you could tell he filmed, like, just like that. And then he showed up in person and he was, uh, yeah, totally lived up to the hype. He's really good. Right, because that's something, when you've seen someone on video only, or you don't know if that writer is consistent, right? Yeah. Because some people, some people, like, lend crazy tricks because they'll try them 500 times. And then some other people lend crazy tricks just because they're naturally insane and train a lot yeah and they're very consistent and like that was dan colvin dude that's it was like hello yes i can do every single trick you've ever seen me do on video i (laughs) I can do them again and they're all pretty much consistent yeah that was uh good luck in the flat competition by the way (laughs) dude that was a real eye-opening thing for me at uh unicon in italy in 2012 i'm i'm the type of dude by the way who has to it takes me 500 tries to film stuff so (laughs) like i showed up at unicon in italy and, you know, all of my bangers just would take me forever to land. And then Chris was there, Chris Kovach. And I just remember being absolutely blown away by how consistent he was. Because, like, up to that point, I didn't even, I didn't realize it was possible to, like, be consistent at your best tricks. Uh, and, I, uh, yeah, he, he, I talked to him for a while about, like, the ninth flip. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I, I landed one, but... I didn't want to film it until I could do another one, which was a completely foreign idea to me at the time. I was like, what? I will set my camera up and try this for six hours and scrape by with one and throw it online a second later. 
if that's what it takes to show people a banger, you know? Yeah, I but feel you. Just, uh, I feel you. He just has like this, com- had this completely different idea about what it was to to land a trick, you know? Like for him, it didn't even count unless he did it more than once. right 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 that is crazy i i'm very sad i've never rode with chris during his prime like the first time i went to europe was 2014 and he already kind of had stopped riding but i was fortunate enough that i i visited um hungary quite a few times and somehow aiden and mark were like come on emil's here all the way from canada you have to show up so at least i had to I met Chris and rode a couple of times with him and actually partied quite a <laughs> quite a bunch of time with Chris. And yeah, I wanted to buy his broken titanium seat post yeah. from him. And then he had a Cux1 titanium frame. So I bought the frame instead and he gave me the seat post. Nice. And now it's on Wait, my... Wait, so do you still own that? Um, so the frame was cracked. Okay. And the seat post was in two pieces. So... My plan was to have it fixed by Jacob Flansberry okay, yeah. from Flansberryum Unicycle, Shout um, out Jacob. which is exactly what happened. I was like, this this is a piece of history, right? The yeah. Cuxwin Titanium Frames, I, I believe, were only produced in five, only produced five units. Yeah, I don't And think... probably the same thing with the seat post. Yeah, that's so super rare. I had to buy a new tube for the seat post because it was too short for me. Uh, but it's 27.2 is like pretty standard. So I ordered that online, shipped it to Jacob's place. Jacob uh, welded the seat post and fixed the frame as well because titanium you can re-weld and it's not going to be weaker. Yeah. And at some point I needed money, so I sold it to Stephen from Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's in his little Yoon museum there. Yeah, exactly. He has his new museum. So I was like, that's the perfect place because it's just collecting dust over here, oh, right? Dude. But the seat post I still use to this day. Well, it's a pretty with satisfying my story. Titanium Triton frame, you know, first gen Triton sponge, nice. and my titanium <laughs> impact uh, first gen titanium hub. <laughs> I'm pretty jealous. That's it. That's quite the collection of rare unicycle parts, man. I, I love my unicycle. Uh, I feel like I haven't had that in kind of a while. The last time I felt like I loved my unicycle was when I just built that uh, that white Cox One. Yoon, but it's it's toast. Ooh, that was sick. It's done. I I ruined it. The wheels exploded. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, you have a collection of like 10, 20 inch unicycles in your garage. Yeah, that was uh, when I moved out of my parents' house. When I bought my house, they made me take all of my pile of old parts with me, and I just spent a day or two digging through all of them and building as many full unicycles as I could. And I think when I was done, they were like. There were like nine, which was really nice. Now they're just wow. hanging up in there. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty stoked about that for sure. How many carbon seats? There were, okay, so there was one functional one uh, and then two that are like, uh, you know, kind of iffy. Uh, Kyle fixed one of them for me, so now there's two that work. And there's one more that I think I'm going to ship over there. They're in pretty rough shape. Wait, I just... Re- I just remembered this. Didn't I lend you one of my carbon fiber seats at some point? Yes, dude. It uh, it was at EUC Winter 2017. Yes. I snapped. Whenever you were there with Cal. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I I snapped one in half. Like, it it happened literally 15 minutes before the flat comp. And then you lent me yours. (laughs) 
<laughs> then I tried to hold and I was on. like, don't. <laughs> I tried break to hold it. on to it for longer Please. than uh, you wanted. <laughs> yeah, me I was to. just like, just don't do street. I don't care. Like Flatland is gonna be fine, but don't do street. Please. Yeah, I ended up judging the street comp instead of competing just because well, I didn't really want to ride in the street comp anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but you really needed a base because you were uh, going to Amsterdam with Kyle Alviani, right? And you were going to film some clips for a Renown series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we were. Yeah, Kyle had picked out some spots there for. Uh, there were some rails that he wanted to hit for the Renown series video. Wow, that trip was that trip was dope too. I forgot about that. Just the whole adventure afterward. Kyle hit the double rail to 180 out. Yeah. Oof, it's that was in fun. Renown series episode eight aka savage if ever you want to check that out yes dope video but speaking of filming tricks and uh, bro what the hell how did you manage to lend rolling rap to adri whip ah <laughs> uh, you know it all started on skirt 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 <laughs> i i went on skirt with i i really wanted to win the first game of skirt and i went on and i had like I saw the list of tricks. I was like, all right, obviously no one is doing that one. So I just have to try to get all the other ones first. And I went to work one day after having only done like two or three of the tricks. And Mike had done all of them. Mike Backlita. He had done all of them except the one with the whip. And I was like, oh, I, just, I lost. I immediately lost the game. I didn't, I didn't get the sets up in time. And then I went in the comments because he posted a video in there that said, uh, it said all expert skirt tricks except Adrian's set. And I went in there and he was doing Bane quotes from like the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> he did, he had a quote in there about darkness and I read it and I was like, dude, this guy is, he's flexing and he did not land all the sets. And so I went out, I was like, I'm going to give this an honest try. I've done the the Adri whip once, like I should be able to do it again, and I threw it a couple of times and it felt like way easier than I remembered. I think because I was doing it static, uh, and yeah, I, I threw it for like 15 minutes. Felt really nice. Slapped some pads on, and uh, I got it actually second commit. And it felt really, really nice. Wow. Yeah. 15 minutes I, of just trying the whip out and then second try. Wow. Yeah, dude. And then I... That's uh, insane. I was... I, yeah, I was stoked for sure. I mean, you could tell from the video. I was I had to go over and talk a little smack to the camera. Uh, yeah. What, 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 what do you say? Like, your teacher has arrived. Please sit down. Something yeah. Like this. I'm leaning into my teacher persona. <laughs> now that I'm an old man. Eli Brill's also a teacher, second grade teacher. Yeah, right? I teach second graders. <laughs> yeah, so teacher Brill told little boy Backlita to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my digs in where I can, you know. And then the rest of the night, I, yeah. I, after I landed that, I was like, I cannot waste this. I have to land the rest of the sets now and just end the game tonight because I know Adrian can do all those tricks too. So, uh I abused myself trying sedge sides, which I realize is a trick I haven't done in like, like nine years or something. That was the hardest set of the game for me by a long shot. I slammed like 50 times. Oh, so so much fun being back on the Yoon. I tell you what. Yeah, man. I feel like skirt is like 
yay, unicycling's alive again. Remember, like, in March, the first lockdown for the pandemic, everybody was writing yes. posting clip. And now, Skirt, everyone's like, oh, yeah, there's the game. Everybody's posting stuff that's all in one place. Everybody can see it. Yeah, dude, it's... It's it's so nice. Skirt is a game changer. And it's only going to get better. It, it's just, Skirt is so... it's Dude, it feels like such a, a love letter to the unicycle community to me. Like, it's... We all have fond memories of the forums, you know, they're pretty dead, but it takes that, everything we liked about the forums is there, or will be in some compa- some capacity, and then it's got all just the, like, Instagram feed kind of thing, uh, that we all love from the Facebook era of urban unicycling, and it kind of just smashes them together in the perfect way, I think. I really love Skirt. I do too. And I feel like a lot of, um, you know... At first, when it came out, there was like uh, some bugs, obviously, or like features missing, and you know, sure. people constantly like tell Colby like, "Oh, this is not working," or whatever. I wrote down a list of twenty things that I was like, "Okay, this needs to be fixed," and I was like, "Okay, Colby has enough on his plate as it is. I will leave leave yeah. him some work for at least a <laughs> week or two because for sure, other people, everyone's probably telling him like, "This is not working. This is not working. This is not working." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I already I like the same way, dude. told Colby like so much stuff about skirt before he even uh, started. I was like, "Okay, I'll lay off his back," and literally every single thing that was on my list has already been fixed. I, dude, Colby is such a hero for what he's doing i'm telling you and you can just tell he's like working on it round the clock right now which is uh if every unicyclist was as dedicated to making the community better as as colby is unicycling would be in the x games right now but do we want that (laughs) (laughs) no i do i feel like that's such a wild dream like People that say unicycling at the Olympics, <laughs> that will never happen. X Games, maybe, like as a special occasion, I guess. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I mean, I'm speaking in hyperbole, but if unicycling was a little more mainstream, I don't think it would hurt. Yeah, definitely. If it was at the X Games, that would be insane. That would be cool. That would be really, really cool, right? Yeah, that would be sick. I mean, but I feel like it will never happen. You know, I'm super pessimistic about it. It's like if it happens, it's like we get really lucky. Like there was some connection somewhere, people had connections. Yeah, something. dude. I mean, it's not. Yeah, the X Games is about dudes like flying through the air and going really fast and stuff. You know, things that unicycles aren't necessarily yeah. known. It's like for. either going fast or maybe dying. <laughs> I think maybe like the most appealing aspect of unicycling from that angle would be, I think like trials or high jump. Yeah, dude. I feel it like trials like the most, would be uh, the viable, the best one. Which is dope because I'm a flat rider. <laughs> well, dude, that's a good chat. It's fun to talk about unicycling yeah, too. I love that. I feel like there is an infinite amount of stuff we could talk about because we're all unicycle nerds, and we could go in depth yes. about whatever. Just like with Phil with his unicast, the weird parts. I'm like. Bro, you could have talked about just the moment cranks for 20 minutes and that would have been fine. I don't care. Dude. It's just so fun. Yeah, that video was amazing. It's like, why not have more unicycle content? I love stuff like that. Right? I fully agree. I, I Yeah, the, the more unicycle content, the better. If you look at other sports, even just like video games and stuff, there's people making content about content that people made, you know? Somebody right. respond to this. Throw up a podcast. Respond to everything I said. 
That would be hilarious. <laughs> anyway, no. that's going to be it for uh, Unicycle News and Stuff. It's uh, I'm glad to be back, but uh, that's about it. Thanks for being with us, Eli Brill. For sure, man. Thanks for having me. And as a word to end, I would just say, check out skirt.io. Skirt, skirt, skirt.